It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Dallas Cowboys got a huge Week 12 win over the Giants. What does that mean for the rest of their season? So much more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Lena McCool. Check him out on Twitter uh, at McCoolBCB. Landon, the Cowboys got a 28-20 victory on Thanksgiving for the first time, and it feels like forever. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, obviously. Uh, happy belated Thanksgiving to everybody yes. who's celebrating, and, and happy Black Friday to those who are, are participating in that as well. Already did. Uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, see, Mark is already done. Like It's it's still really early for me uh, at this point. i got to get going so, to it. So, um yeah, it's it I feel great. Like it was incredible to to be able to eat Thanksgiving dinner after a Cowboys win. Uh you know, smoke a victory cigar with my father-in-law. I mean, just really enjoyed Thanksgiving the way it was supposed to be uh done. The way that I'm used to it with my youth where the Cowboys win and we all are the happy. The way the and Pilgrims cold. designed it for to be. That's uh, right, yes. exactly. Uh at what point we're going to talk about this game in so many different ways, what it means for this Cowboys season, how the offense played, how the defense played. But at what point did you know that this game was over? Honestly, honestly, I think when the Cowboys pulled ahead for the first time, because I, I just felt like, look, we'll talk about the, the, the game overall, but it just felt like the, uh, the catalyst for the entire game whether it was positive or negative, was all Cowboys. Yeah. It just felt like Cowboys were the ones making mistakes that were keeping the, keeping the Giants in the game, and the Cowboys were obviously making what little uh, uh, plays they were early in the first half to kind of yeah. keep themselves into the game. The fact that the Cowboys were basically able to give the ball away three times to the Giants and only be down six points. Yeah. I, I'm on the same page. I, my brother can actually verify this because I, I told the story on Wednesday – that I like to save my apple pie, the slice of apple pie that my mom oh, yeah, yeah, until yeah. the Cowboys win. Once the Cowboys got up 14-13, I got a nice big piece. So I was with you. I just felt like it was such a slug for them to get the lead. And once they got it, it didn't feel like they were going to give it up. So, uh, all right, let's, uh, let's talk about this win big picture. We're through week 12 now. The Cowboys are at 8-3. and three. Um, What does it mean for them kind of going forward? It's, I mean, it's huge. I mean, it, it kind of continues along the path that we've discussed, you know, for the last several weeks. Uh, it keeps them in, it obviously, you know, helps them in the, uh, the wild card races just to get another win. It keeps them in the, the, the race uh, for the NFC East, even if that seems slim. They're like um, two it, wins away from clinching a wild spot, uh, wild card spot. 
Yeah, and so, uh, you know, it's absolutely enormous. And look, you've you got to win these division games, especially if you want to have any chance to, to, mm-hmm. to, to win uh, the division. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, your hope is that, uh, that, that you could see the Eagles slip up in one of these games coming up, maybe even this Sunday against the Packers. Uh, and then the, suddenly you're in a spot where you're primed to uh, to uh, make it a t- tiebreaker situation and, and see what yeah. you can do there. So, uh, you know, I think for the Cowboys, they just have to kind of keep pace. Obviously, they're in a good spot to to win to be in the playoffs. That's 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 clear. Uh, but I also think that this game was really important in proving something to themselves. Right. Like this is you know the kind of stupid game that they fumble away uh, uh, you know every other year and i understand why and listen i felt that tug too i understood why mm-hmm. when things <laughs> looked like cowboys thanksgiving games of old everyone fell back into this oh no here we go again uh, yep. mantra and i, I totally understand i was that. there 100 uh, yeah. percent. I, I, I remember at halftime when jonas brothers were performing wasn't all that excited about watching that but it's like Typical Cowboys. Once we get a little bit excited about them, they they fall flat on their face on Thanksgiving again, and it's they can't handle success. But maybe this team is a little bit different, Landon. Maybe you know I think that 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 was what I was holding out hope for is that look, you know, you watched the game right, and it was like the, the Cowboys. The Cowboys. And I, I use this term a lot, but the Cowboys had all the gravity, right? They had all the the the, the force of of nature in this game. They were the 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 catalyst, the affecting part of this game. The Giants were making a play here and there, but really, I mean, we're playing mostly inconsequential. The 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 offense uh, had one real big play down the field, which kind of put them into scoring position. It was just an incredible play by Darius Slayton. Awesome. Um, yeah. and, and then and then the, you know on on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they were making it a little bit difficult to run the football uh, a, a little bit more surprising than I thought they would. I mean, having Leonard Williams back compared to with Mark, He's such a good Lawrence, was just was just hard, right? It just yeah. made it really difficult in the middle yeah. of the field. And as much as we don't want to say it, and as much as we like to make fun of uh, pile jumping, Jalen Smith played the best game of football I've seen him play in years. Uh, years. Years. I don't know. So he was obviously clearly fired up, but but uh, honestly, like it was very clear that the Cowboys were the much more talented team. And despite the fact that these two teams shared a record that the Cowboys were uh, uh, the more consequential team. And that if they just got off, like Dak said, if you get off her own feet, then, uh, and they could start operating properly and and, and they were going to be able to move the ball and score. Yeah, I agree. Um, It's a huge win for them to continue to put pressure on the Eagles, right? Now the Cowboys have this nice 10 day break. And now you get to watch the Eagles on Sunday Night Football hopefully go up against a, an Aaron Rodgers who's motivated to play one more awesome night game. But, yeah, it's you continue to keep pace, and you're still alive, not only for the division, but for the number one seed, right? You for just everything. need Minnesota to slip up once. Massive, massive game. And the Cowboys' schedule gets a whole lot easier over the next couple of weeks. They play the Colts on, I believe, Monday or so, Sunday Night Football. They are playing on Monday night this week, so they're having to come off a Monday night game at home. You play the Texans, who are making a quarterback change. You play at Jacksonville. It's time for the Cowboys to go on a little bit of a run and get to eleven and three before anybody blinks. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just 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 start stacking those wins up. And and and, and look, this is the time of year when anything can happen. Injuries, yes. you know, just it, 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 teams that are hot early in the season start to cool off as as defenses figure out offenses and that 100%. vice versa. 
So, so honestly, at this part point of the game, the Cowboys are in they have an inside track to a playoff spot. We don't know what play, which playoff spot it is. They just need to stack wins. If they can just stack wins and then let the other team slip, they're in a really good spot. That you know, obviously, the outcomes range from wild card to first, number one overall seed. But it's it's really just about maintaining a winning record and, and continuing to stack these wins and let these other teams kind of screw it up along the way. If I would have told you before training camp, hey, the Cowboys are going to be 8-3 and three coming out of the Thanksgiving game, you take that in a heartbeat, right? If I would have told you that they were going to be 8-3 and three after the Tyron Smith injury in training camp, you'd have been like, oh, that's like the most ideal situation. And then if I would have told you that after Dak Prescott got hurt in week and one, you would have told me that I was high or something. I would have slapped right? you in the face. I, I mean, mean honestly, I <laughs> and that's that's the position the Cowboys have put themselves in, where this is the absolute best case scenario that we ever could have envisioned after 12 weeks. Cowboys sitting really, really good going into this nice long weekend. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Cowboys offense in this game, which struggled a little bit out of the gate. But before we do that, we want to tell you about prize picks. Price picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Price picks offers projections on just about any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. They are currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the Prize Pick app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. All you have to do is put in $100. They'll give you $100. You put in $50, uh, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Lena, let's talk about this Cowboys offense. Um, They really struggled in the first half, only seven points. In the second half, they had four possessions. They went touchdown, 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 missed field goal. What was the drastic change here for the Cowboys offense? Uh, I mean, honestly, execution. I I, I just think that they, you know, they they had two two interceptions, one of which was was a – a miscommunication. Well, I mean, Dak thinking that there was a free play, and then which the there wasn't, just to be clear. which which there wasn't, uh, and then a miscommunication because of that. You know, the idea that of, of being in a free play scenario with the wide receiver and kind of uh, thinking that he would go out instead of breaking, break off his route to, to complete the pass instead of going down the field. Dak throws the ball kind of flat footed, and and safety makes a good play on the ball. Another interception where. You know, 
the defensive back tackles CeeDee Lamb before he catches Definitely the ball. Definitely some contact there. They decide to let him play through it. Yep. And let him play through it. And and, and CeeDee kind of, you know, ill-advisedly kind of knocks the ball up a little bit in the air and then and it gets intercepted. And then a fourth and a, a, a series where they go third and I think it was a third and two, right? Second and two, third and two, yeah. fourth and two. And they just weren't able to convert on three straight consecutive plays, which might as you know, which basically going to count as a turnover. So you know, you give the Giants the opportunity three different times. Uh, you know, when you can't convert, uh, it, it 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 in between. The, and, and I think this is why I felt like once they pulled ahead, they were going to win, is because in between those plays, they felt like they were making. They were making uh, some, you know, they were moving the ball. Like it felt like early on that Michael Gallup was going to have 200 yards receiving on 20 10 yard catches or best, something best like that. Best game I've you seen know? him play in a calendar year. Yeah, and I, I he's clearly starting to get healthier, but you, you're starting to see a little bit more of the contested catch stuff that you're used to seeing, yeah. being physical, using his strong hands, and, and all yeah. that. Uh, you know, I just think that we all thought that they that the Cowboys wide receivers would go off a little bit more against this kind of banged up secondary. I mean, they had both of their starting corners out for the giants mm-hmm. uh, and they just weren't making huge plays, but once they were kind of able, like I said, to clean up some of the penalties, I mean, they still committed a lot of penalties in the second half, but just maybe not as terribly timed penalties. And, and then a couple of times, Actually, I would disagree. just agree. There were some terribly timed penalties. No, in there. That's you, had, true. you had two false starts inside the 10 yard line. Dal- you know, thank God for Dalton Schultz, honest to God, because uh, after both of those uh, uh, false starts inside the 10 yard line, where both situations look pretty dire, Dalton Schultz saves you both times yeah. with, with touchdown reception. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that, they definitely have some things to, to clean up. You know, there was an interesting conversation that is going on in Twitter kind of as we speak uh, from Duke Mayweather, who's who's speaking about Dak's cadence. I think there may be something to it, to the idea, just because there's so many of these guys that were false starting. It wasn't just like one person who was having an issue. I, th- I think Tyler Smith had a several different penalties, and we could talk about that. But I, I think only one false start, and then you saw some wide receivers. You saw at least two wide receivers get false starts as yeah, well. Yeah, Brown and C.D. Lamb have one. Well, we have all next week to kind of break down the film of this, but you're 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 not wrong uh, at all. Um, this is also a, a very simple explanation, but Dak just played better in the second half. Like yeah, he, he just and it's a good and bad thing because he was unbelievable in the second half. I actually rewatched this game this morning, and there was, I mean, some of the throws he had were absolute dimes. The touchdown to Dalton Schultz was incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, but this thing of him starting off games slow is a real thing. His pass rating this year in the first half of games is 77. He has five touchdowns and six interceptions in the first half. And in the second half, he's six touchdowns, zero interceptions, and is just lighting up teams and he's got a pass rating of like 130. Kevin's got to figure out a way to get him going a little earlier in these games because when he plays at that level, there's not many quarterbacks in the league that are better than him. I think they just, you know, it really just feels like they need to stop doing so much complicated stuff early in the game. You know, it's like it, it just felt like there's so many times when on option routes or there's just so many times when it felt like there's interceptions that are thrown where Dak and the wide receiver are seeing things wrong. They're trying to read coverages as they're as they're, you know, in in route, which I understand is like part of many offenses, but like yep. 
it shouldn't be so complicated that like you're you're causing such that high level of miscommunication so often early in games. Like maybe the Cowboys just need to simplify things early just in the game. Dumb it down, right? And then and as then work, the game goes on, start adding wrinkles, right? Yeah, add more option routes if you yeah. have to. Add add more things where you know you, you kind of you're you're more reliant on being in sync Creed. with the rest of your offense. I, I just think that there's sometimes there are times when. Kellen Moore tries to get a little too complicated early on. And, and, and I don't think that that's like a, uh, I don't think that that's like a play caller of uh, uh, flaw. I think what it is, is a uh, mismatch of the play caller and the guys that are playing the game. Right. Like I think that, that they're struggling. I think that that's, it, it feels like that it's better for the Cowboys when they're able to work their way into the game with well, simple stuff. And then as they kind of get their head more into it, they can start, you know, running more complicated things, making sure they're seeing things. And then also just being able to see what the defense is doing to them and making adjustments like that. I, I think between Mike McCarthy, Kellamore and Dak Prescott, they can handle all the super complex stuff. Like I do. Yeah. The problem is, is you're playing a lot of young guys. I mean, yeah. you mentioned the tight ends, Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot, both rookie tight ends. Jalen Tolbert, who's out there a lot, is a is a rookie. Um, you've got young offensive linemen who haven't played a ton out there. So I, th- I think you're you're on the right track. Uh, we need to move on to talk about C.D. Lamb just yeah. very briefly. He had a really rough first half in the first <laughs> game against the Giants. I mean, talk about tale of two halves, right? Like, we I mean, even more than Dak, it felt like CD really. Well, I mean, the difference between like first half and the second half was just incredible. Well, I was gonna say even the first the first game against the Giants, he had a bad first half. Remember, that's the game yeah, where he right. dropped the yeah. big the big pass, and then he was completely dominant in the second half in this game. First drive of this game, I think he had three touches on the first three plays of the game. Looked really good. I don't know if he had a single catch the rest of the first half. And then by the second half, it was just clear he was the best player on the field, right? And the Cowboys figured out, okay, hey, they can't guard him. Let's just throw him the ball over and over again. You know, it's it's weird how sequencing kind of will give you – uh, a bad taste in your mouth a little bit, right? Because you're absolutely right. CD started the game with three touches immediately, like like uh, carry and then two catches, right? And really good and then, on all three of them. Yep. And then he had three straight targets that were incomplete, including I, I'm pretty sure one of them being an interception, the interception, right? Yeah, and, 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 and one of them, one of them, the next actual play was the one they threw the ball down the field a little bit and he kind of had it in his arms, but he, as he was going down, the ball got broken up. That was another one. And then, you know, as the second half started to unfold, uh, it was clear that nobody was going to be able to cover him uh, and that, that they were going to hold him the entire time. And even when they were holding him, he was still going to catch the ball. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, uh, there was some frustration there with CD. And, 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 you know, look, this has been an issue, I think. Uh, you know, we talk about Dak. Like, I think the CD Lamb-Dak thing or that happens early in the game is is the main culprit of a lot of this. Yeah. They get aggressive early in the game. They try to go to CD Lamb, and it just f- feels like there's been, you know, half a dozen times this season where mixed results. There, yeah, there's been mixed results because it felt like th- th- there was a, a, a miscommunication, which, uh, you know, you, it's going to happen, but it just feels like they need to kind of cut back yeah. on that a little bit yeah. in order to kind of save themselves early in these games. He was incredible in the second. He half. was, though. I mean, I he mean, was absolutely. It's a shame that the touchdown didn't count because that would have capped off one of the best drives that he's had. I, I still don't understand that, why that's not a touchdown. I, I mean, I guess like they need to explain to me like why it's two touch, why it's two toes, but only if the heel comes down like that. Right. I, that that to me is 
uh, anyways, but yes, absolutely. That drive was the CD lamb drive and, and just really kind of redemption time, you know, and just really a case where, you know, that was right after he was on the sideline with his head in his hands and he was frustrated and they showed yeah. it. And, and I think he just, he knew it was time to wake up and, and look, I just felt like there was a point when the Cowboys were like, what are we doing here? Like yeah. we, we worked too hard. We just won a big game last week. We're on a short week. Let's just finish this thing and get a long, nice break. Cause you know, they were sick and dealing with all that, all that stuff. I think they were looking to just get, get, get kick the game in gear and finish it quickly and then try to get out of there and rest up for the next one. Yeah. I, just really quickly. Some of the plays that, that CD made in the second half. He had uh, he had a 21 yard reception. That was the one handed grab that he had down yeah. the field. Cowboys scored a touchdown a couple of plays later. On the next drive, uh, he had a 15 yard gain, a 14 yard gain, a 13 yard gain, all on the same drive. Yeah. And then that. And then and then on the third and 11, they had third and 11 from the Giants 25 yard line. That or CD had a 23 yard reception that set up the Peyton Hendershot run, which we're going to talk about the tight ends probably early next week because we don't have a ton of time today, but they played awesome. CD just took over in the second half, and that's what they're going to need from CD going forward into the playoffs. If they want to be like a legitimate Super Bowl contender, they need Lamb to play like this every single game. Yeah, and and, I, and, I, and if I could just throw in one more guy that kind of helped, the first, especially the first half when nobody else was really playing well, Zeke Elliott had a really fantastic yes, first did. half. Yes. The seven carries for, I think, 61 yards. So, uh, and it, and it kind of showed you why you want both of these guys. Yes. Because, you know, Pollard, it wasn't that Pollard couldn't make, make hay. It was just more that it felt like uh, he, he was just, it wasn't his day that day. It was you know? a Zeke game. Or at least right. It was a Zeke game. And it, and it was great to have him there. And, and that's why you need both of these guys. And, and I think the 50 50 split worked great. Uh, and I think that that's, you know, it's, it's just, uh, previewing what hopefully comes in the future. I was actually telling uh, Elliot Harrison today, who I do a, a different podcast with, that uh, this is the best I've seen Zeke look on Thanksgiving since probably his rookie year. And yeah. I think it's because they've limited his touches. Even despite coming off a thigh injury, this is the most explosive and the most powerful that he's been in a while just because it's finally a 50-50 split in the backfield. So that's encouraging to see. Let's talk about the Cowboys defense. Uh, but before we do that, we want to tell you about Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Cowboys listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. They have HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. They have smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real. And they even have hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your camera, or adjust camera settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash lockdown NFL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That is simplysafe.com slash lockdown NFL. There is no safe like Simply Safe. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys defense in this game. They give up 20 points, kind of. There's a huge asterisk there because the offense really gave them three points and then they scored a garbage touchdown at the end of the day. I thought for the most part the offense was or the defense was fantastic in this game. Yeah, the only person, the only people concerned about that last touchdown were the betters on the backdoor cover. Yep, but uh, honestly, like, yeah, it was mostly a pretty fairly dominant performance by the Cowboys. Um, you know, they give up one big play, which which set up uh, their their touch their other touchdown. Um, and I think that you know, honestly, it wasn't even just a t- it wasn't like a terrible play by Brown or anything. Like it just an awesome play by Darius Slayton. Great play him yep. so. Um, uh, yeah, I thought that, you know, just to kind of go off the top of my head, obviously we will talk about Micah Parsons with another two sacks, 12 total in the season. Um, just, you know, a monster. I mean, he did both his work, I think against Andrew Thomas too, which is makes it even more impressive, honestly. Um, that's why I'm wearing the Micah Parsons shirt today. Ah, look at that. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. Uh, Really quickly. So again, I was watching this game with my brother, so he's going to get mentioned a couple times in this game, but yeah, I, after the Cowboys scored the touchdown to go up 14-13, I, I remember telling him, if the Cowboys are going to be an elite defense this year, these are the stops that you need, right? You just had, I'm looking at it now, a 14-play, 75-yard touchdown drive that took up eight minutes. If your defense is an elite, you get a quick stop and you go right back onto the field. And they did. Six plays, 20 yards, turnover on downs. Cowboys then went uh, six plays, 44 yards, touchdown. And then they did it again. Five plays, 27 yards, punt. And then on the next drive, 11 plays, 38 yards, uh, turnover on downs. And that's basically the end of the game. Like they absolutely dominated in the moments that they needed to dominate. Yeah. You know, it just, and that was part of the confidence I think about when the Cowboys uh, uh, took the lead back over, it just felt like the the defense was even going to further turn it up. I think, you know, one of the big differences between the performance in the first and the second half, especially for the defense is that they, uh, doubled the amount of time that they p- were able to play with a lead. The Cowboys yeah. did so uh, that really allowed them to kind of p- pin their ears back and and and, and pressure them. You know, it's, it, I think it was funny, <clears throat> funny but interesting that the Giants kind of came out um, in a passing uh, game early. Uh, you know, they they didn't really seem super committed to running the football with Saquon Barkley. They threw they were throwing the ball way more than I expected in a kind of neutral game script. Uh, and I think it kind of cut the Cowboys for surprise a little bit early, okay. too. Is, but that's why that's what they were hoping to do is that they were going to throw the football. They were going to do it kind of on first and second down and try to catch the Cowboys off guard and get opportunities where Daniel Jones could throw the ball uh, without, you know, facing the obvious heavy pass rush of third and long mm-hmm. situations. So um, and it, it was it was, you know, effective at certain points. Obviously, like I said, they made a big play down the field, but uh, ultimately the coverage was pretty decent. Um, and, and it didn't give Jones a, t- a ton of time and not that he, that's necessarily his game either. Right. So he, he so he yep. was a lot of doing a lot of scrambling. I thought that Leighton Vanderesh. I'm so glad that you said this. Cause I, as the game was going on, I'm like, there was three different times that he made a huge stop on third down. Huge, huge stops that yeah. just seemed like, that seemed like small things. But again, if we're talking about pass rush being a privilege, right. There were yeah. several different first and second down stops that he made where, 
he prevented a five-yard gain becoming a seven-yard gain or a you know, three-yard gain become a four-yard gain. And then it just provided you you know two or three extra yards on third down, which was enough to force them to throw the football, which was enough to you for you to get after yes. the passer. Uh, you know, and, and then there was at least one other time where he made the stop, like short of the sticks on third down. Um, twice. That was, he did it twi- there was once on Barkley and once on Daniel Jones. And both times I, I – in my, you know how you, when you're watching a game, you're like, okay, they're getting the first down or whatever. It's just in my brain, they already racked it up as a first yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. And he made the stops. It, yeah. I'm so glad that you mentioned him because I thought he was awesome on Thursday. You know, we've, we've, we've brought him up a couple different times this year. I, I think this is his, I think this is his best year. I, earlier on, we were talking about, you know, man, it's almost, he's almost as good as his rookie year. I, I think he's playing better than he did yeah. then. I mean, I mean, obviously he's a different player. It was more about, you know, what could he physically get back to where he was his rookie year? I, he's playing lights out right now. The Cowboys got an absolute steal when they re-signed him. Yes. Uh, and he's playing fantastic. And, and I think what it's allowed is allowed you to play with someone like, um, you know, uh, Damone Clark, Damone Clark. Yeah. who is not, you know, uh, <clears throat> is not super experienced. He's still kind of figuring it out. He's still taking some miscues and missteps, but it, it, it Leighton being so steady, allows you to have a guy on there who is just pure speed and, and, and can make a mistake at 60 miles an hour and still be okay. You know, uh, and, and it's exciting just to, to think about the future with these guys as Damone Clark develops, because uh, you know, you've got such a steady presence and such a well-rounded linebacker like Leighton Vanderesh. It's just, it's just such it's been such a joy to kind of see him uh, yeah. play the way he has these last few weeks. Uh, I hope the Cowboys can bring him back. And I, I, I do too. I, agree. I think they probably will because he's somebody that the Cowboys have invested in. They they like him. Uh, I think he likes the role in this defense. He's playing a lot. He, knock on wood, he's shown at least the last two years he's been able to stay healthy. It's hard not to be excited about uh, Leighton Van Der Esch. I, I got one more player that I want to mention that I yeah. thought had a really good game. Dorrance Armstrong. Yes, um, he, he did. did have a sack in this one, but there were – four other pressures that he had in this game that either led to incompletions. Uh, Daniel Jones ended up running for like a yard on a third down play or uh, basically inaccurate throws. And just he continues to to develop and do a really solid player. And he even had multiple pressures on Andrew Thomas yesterday. I, I just thought he was really good once again. Yeah. And, and, and I, I just think that, you know, having, a guy like Dorrance Armstrong, you know, continue to play the way he does. And, and, and almost, you know, at first you kind of feel like it's a, a kind of caught because of Micah Parsons, but he's playing so well independently of all that. Yes. Uh, it's just really, yes. it's really been impressive. I, I Can I just mention one more sure. guy too that I thought, two more guys. I thought Chauncey Golson is starting to play better football than we, what we saw a little bit earlier in the season. We complained about how his role had been kind of, Kind of murky you know play is he had his best pressure or his best play of the game on the, the Darius Slayton long yep. reception. Go back and watch that play. He's right in the face of Daniel Jones. I thought and, he was gonna get that sack. Yeah. I was I was I was up on my feet. And then also Diggy Zua. Uh yeah. you know, to see him being, you know, so relied on and so used as as with high volume throughout the season and snaps yeah. and to still be playing at this kind of high level uh, this late in the season, I thought was really, really fantastic. We're going to break it all down this week. We've got a long week before we get ready for the Colts game in week 13. Uh, So make sure you guys join us next week as we discuss this really fun win. Uh, That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and take the day. 
available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you download the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. You can follow our show over on YouTube. Please check us out there. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the rest of week 12. We'll see you guys right back here on Monday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.